this is Andrew Spahn. I'm the host of Amusement Sparks, a theme park design show, which you're listening to right now. Today on this show, we will be joined by James Dorrington, a.k.a. Kip, from the Common Ride With Me podcast. How's it going, Kip? Pretty good. Like, how's it going, Andrew? Uh, I'm good. I, I'm doing well. I'm excited to uh, to do another podcast with you. I guessed it on your show a little while ago. Man, you guys release episodes so quickly. It's like my guest episode is like sliding down the list really quick of your most recent episodes. But we talked about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. And hopefully we'll do another episode again soon, uh, something for October, maybe. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I'm thinking episode 38. I'm pretty sure it's 38. I don't have that up. That's what I was going to say, too. But yeah, can you tell us a little bit about your show and what you guys do over there? Yeah, so um, for Come Ride With Me, um, what we wanted to do is make a show that was accessible for people that uh, might like or might like to like Tukusatsu. So basically, like um, a lot of the podcasts about it were a little like fan heavy groups of fans and like not really having that different perspective. So like you might know like Tokusatsu or Toku from stuff like Power Rangers or like Godzilla. It basically just means like live action special effects. So like suit work, stunt work, like cool makeup and practical effects. Like and like it's um a largely Asian genre, but there's like a lot of like crossover too. Like what we want to do is just like make a show where like uh there's lots of different people on with like lots of different levels of experience and like uh so people could get into stuff without like already being a fan you know yes i love shows that take that approach like i think that's such a smart way to do it because if it's two people who already kind of know a ton about the history and everything that is one type of show Mm -hmm. but it is harder to get into if you're already like a base level fan or like a relatively advanced fan then that's entertaining because they can you know they know every detail that can maybe increase your knowledge a little bit but when you have one person who knows a lot and one person who's just really excited to like be there and be learning about it i think it can help anyone you know from from multiple different perspectives it can help someone who's already a true fan appreciate the things that a newcomer appreciates about it and then if you're a newcomer it makes you feel like you're represented and there's more knowledge to gain down the road so it's just it represents more uh mindsets and more like points of view so it makes for a pretty entertaining show and uh, yeah, Common Ride With Me is just fun to listen to, too. Thank you. I've been a fan of Tokusatsu for a long time, but that show has kind of reinvigorated it for me and made me realize what it's like to kind of be coming to this stuff new. Because, um, yeah, I've been I've been a fan of it since Power Rangers, you know, so so it's sometimes you forget uh, just how cool the whole genre is because you're zeroed in on on learning, you know, niche little tiny details about some bizarre show. Uh, but yeah, the genre as a whole is so cool. And luckily, that's what we get to focus on on this theme park today. But yeah, like you said, tokusatsu is it's Japanese for special filming, or I've seen it just uh, translated as special effects before. But it's yeah, basically anything with, with suits and kind of special effects. So the first one that I think a lot of Americans probably encountered was Power Rangers. And while that is similar to a lot of other kind of superhero stuff, there are certainly unique pieces of tokusatsu that power rangers was featuring with you know all the transformation sequences which is called henshin in japanese and you know the combining robots and uh i don't know just all the suits you know the the monsters in giant kind of godzilla style suits and the robots in giant suits and uh just the big big fighting on on a city size scale is such a cool thing that i love so much yeah and too like um we've done our best to like be broad with like what that means like to more about like we basically like define it as things that like 
are tactile special effects. So that means like we'll talk about like um for like October we just have like an episode because we're like well it's like Halloween time so let's just do an episode on like practical effect like werewolves and like that's cool. like still counts to us you know yeah yeah I do think the practical effects are a thing that are appreciated in kind of Western cinema amongst you know genre fans so to speak and this is kind of the Eastern version of of that same thing and um there are plenty of people who like love practical effects but like will look down on something like toku because they think it might just be like a power rangers thing but that's like a really like limited perspective like especially because like a lot of the stuff that people super fan about like star wars or like marvel movies um is also stuff that like you do understand like is accessible for kids like it's like an all-ages franchise which is like what a lot of like the best toku is it's like oh this is stuff that like is kid accessible but like also like it's not that wildly different tonally from like something like a marvel movie you know wow that's a really great point and it is stuff that's it's not always you know kid friendly but sometimes it is but it also has something for adults as well and power rangers being the entry course for a lot of people i think a lot of them assume like oh it's all like power rangers right and I'm a big fan of Power Rangers, not saying there's anything wrong with that. But if oh, you yeah. go for something like Common Rider, it's a lot more adult and a lot more, uh, I, I don't know, it, it's, it activates a different part of the brain than just Saturday morning cartoon brain, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to get too inside baseball, but um, we were just talking about how um, you had listened to our finale on a show we've been following. Yeah. Um, and there's a moment in that finale where both me and my... Um, regular co-host like a james baker had a moment of just like our breath leaving our like lungs just being like are they going to depict um a murder in a very specific and politically charged way yeah (laughs) yeah current events can definitely uh flavor going back and looking at an earlier work that existed before you know the the modern things or where it feels like this is a reference to something really like inappropriate for this show to reference, but they didn't know it was going to happen. You know, it's just like just a coincidence, but it makes it, it really flavors it. And it's like, you know, sometimes there's music I want to take out of my playlist because I'm like, I don't want to be associated with this musician anymore. Yeah. I added them to this playlist way before I knew about this, these allegations or whatever, but yeah, that stuff (laughs) can really make it interesting to go back and rewatch stuff and, and think, Whoa, that's dark. And then it's like, well, wait, no, this was, six years before that thing happened, you know, it's wild. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So what was your first um, tokusatsu work that you ever saw? Uh, if I'm it, probably um, a Godzilla movie or my do from Power Rangers. I was very big in the Power Rangers. Like I was, <laughs> hey, like kid, like I remember like I was like, um, know how sometimes like kids get like a like bath in like the sink. Like I like distinctly re- remember like, watching an episode of Power Rangers while getting, like, a bath in the sink when I was, like, super young. Wow. Super duper young. (laughs) That's cute. I definitely, yeah, I was really into Power Rangers, and there were so many, like, cool toys that I was able to kind of take over, you know, what I wanted for my birthday and holidays and stuff. It was, like, it's just all Power Rangers all the time. And Halloween, you know, it's, like, a pretty cheap costume that you can get. So I was a Power Ranger for several years. Uh, But, yeah, man. It's a it's a cool series for sure. And then uh, there was this kind of stage or phase or whatever in like the late 90s when they started re-releasing a lot of 70s shows on VHS. And mm-hmm. uh, my dad was like 
started kind of collecting a lot of those that were being re-released of shows that he watched when he was a kid. You know, it's like things he hadn't seen in 20 plus years. So it was kind of cool to be around for that because one of them was Ultraman, which was, I guess, in syndication or it was playing somewhere when you know, when he was young, when there weren't very many TV channels. So Ultraman is, is another work of tokusatsu that's kind of like Power Rangers, but only one of them can transform and they're all scientists instead of high schoolers. <laughs> Ultraman's kind of like um more like Star Trekky, I'd say, like like of the Toku series. It's like very much like a very like let's do like a lot of out there sci-fi stuff. Like maybe like closer to like Doctor Who, I guess is like the, the yeah. better analogy. Like it's like that's a franchise that is very long running and like important. Um, that's about to be a comic actually from Marvel, which I'm like really excited to talk about about that at some point. Yeah, I'm I'm super stoked for that. That's been a thing, you know, since I saw it when I was a kid, when I was like, you know, 10 or under watching that that original series from what was it like 66 or something. Um, I've been a big fan. And when I've seen like comics get get published and see them in comic book shops, I'm like, oh, I'll pick up this random issue five of this weird Ultraman comic because I'm just a fan of the series. And uh, since then, I've got the whole thing on on DVD and uh, you've got some of the toys and stuff. But yeah, Ultraman's really got a, a cool you know, place in my heart and the, the Netflix series I thought was pretty cool too recently. Yeah. That's like much more of like a uh, mature grounded anime, like, but it's also a sequel to the original Ultraman. It's very funny. Yeah. It it is kind of weird to me. Like when they connect it directly, instead of just doing a reboot, it's like, it's a kind of a sequel. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird to see characters all aged up and stuff. I'd almost rather just do a fresh take on it, but no, well, But yeah, so tokusatsu is is more diverse than we might even be making it sound. Like there's all kinds of different stuff in in the genre, and it can range from kind of Saturday morning, really colorful kids stuff to you know horror and you know uh, like social commentary, like you know the original Gojira, for example. So yeah, it, it's a broad and wide ranging genre that we're both big fans of. So I think it'd be so cool to be able to step into that world and. Go to a theme park that's all tokusatsu. Yeah, that's really exciting. Like, I have some very, uh, there are some thoughts I have that, like, I feel like, oh, wow, like, I'm, like, really, like, going back to, like, a time in my life, with, like, with, like, regards to, like, time and place as well, where I'm just like, oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> I do think it, it can help you, um, travel back in time to when you were a kid or when you first were exposed to these different pieces that can be referenced here. Um, which is a cool feeling. A lot of people like that, that kind of nostalgia thing, you know? So yeah, it's with it being a diverse genre, uh, there's a lot of ways we can go with it. And I'm wondering, do you think we should kind of divide it up by genres? Like do one that's kind of giant monster stuff. There's then maybe an area that's more Super Sentai, which is the Japanese name for Power Rangers. Like something that's kind of human centric or human scale uh, area. And then also something that's just giant monster scale. Or how do you think we should arrange the park? I kind of want to think in sequence. Like, I want to think of, like, what is it like to enter the park? That's where I want to go. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's do it. Awesome. So when you enter the park, uh, you are in a human body, and you are essentially a tourist, right? You're like, I've never been to this theme park before. Made a lot of assumptions, like human body, tourist. But yeah, (laughs) sure. Let's go with that. (laughs) 
I mean, when you're still in the parking lot, you know, you're digging for the tickets out of your pocket or you're trying to pull them up on your phone and it's not loading. You're putting sunscreen on your nose and a big glob and you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Uh, then once you get through ticketing and security check and they've taken your temperature, what do we do now? Like, how do you, what's the, the kind of call to action or entry area? Should we have an area that's kind of more for civilians that you kind of enter through? Like, like Ernie's juice bar is in Power Rangers where it's like, that's kind of where the normal people would be. And then, you know, eventually they, they can leave from there and go into the areas that are only for people who can henshin or transform. Here's my thought, actually. So growing up, um, we were near like a um, pretty major river in like Massachusetts, so the um, the Ipswich River. And there was a um, like park there that was like had the river running through it, like around like that river. Um, and I distinctly remember that like there was like a walkway or like a patio, I guess, area like like a just like um, whatever you call it, like when there's like those like small bricks that are meant to be like very like very like aesthetically pleasing on the ground outside um and they were all engraved with different names Hmm. and i had that described to me as like oh like these are all like different heroes but i was like young enough at the time where like i distinctly remember like just thinking in in my head like okay so these are all different kinds of (laughs) spider-mans and power rangers (laughs) i love that that's so funny wow Okay, and yeah, Spider-Man it does have a pretty good connection to yeah, he does. Power Rangers and Super <laughs> Sentai. Like, you could make a case that he was the first uh, Supida-Man, the Japanese Spider-Man live-action show, was the first Super Sentai show because the next season after that one, by the way, in that series, it's amazing. I'm a huge fan when I was in the, the Sequential Arts Society in college, which was the fancy name for a comic book club. We would watch episodes of Supida-Man all the time. Uh, but he has a motorcycle, he has kind of like a car, and he, he can also summon a giant robot, and he has like a wrist uh, device that launches out his costume so he can go from yeah. being in his you know normal civilian form to hit a button and transform into Spider-Man. So cool, so tokusatsu. <laughs> but then the next series after that, they're like, man, Spider-Man was a hit. Let's do one based on Captain America, and maybe you yeah, can Miss have America. a team of people. Yeah, they ended up changing it to be Miss America, and they added on other people representing other continents um, and other countries. And it's really cool. And then that one, they had a combining robot, which is a big hallmark of the Super Sentai series. And they had a team of five and it was all kind of thanks to Marvel. And then they kind of shaved off the serial numbers and made it. So it's not Captain America anymore. It's, it's, you know, Miss America and what Battle Fever J is the name of the show. And that was the the Japanese yeah. representation character, man, <laughs> good stuff. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, so you're a kid in, Mississippi, or Mississippi, Mississippi. Ma- Massachusetts. M I S S I A S C H Massachusetts. And uh... <laughs> back in Massachusetts in the year 2000, they used to ride on blimps and they had <laughs> like boom boxes. <laughs> That's what we found in their archaeological <laughs> study. But no. <laughs> so I think, like, um, in my mind, like, I didn't realize like, oh, like this is like a local newspaper editor or like a local veteran or like a local like family that bought this or whatever, like did something and were being recognized. So what I mean by the brick like patio kind of thing is like when you enter, it's more like just like a very like important names like this stunt worker or like 
this this writer or whatever and just um like it was like more like that like it's just like oh like you're coming in and it's like almost like you're like entering some brick checking in and then there's like an expansive kind of like almost like a like the hollywood like star walk i guess yeah that's really cool and and i i like that within this world which hmm the definition of a hero in our reality is pretty different, right? There's very few people who are flying around and getting in like flying vehicles and transforming and putting on cool costumes like your imagination was was assuming when you're young. But like we do have a lot of people who are heroes, but they're, you know, newspaper editors and, and stuff like that who are who are fighting for the common good and helping to do positive works for society, but they don't get to they don't look like a superhero, especially, you know? So here it's kind of cool too because all the people who work in tokusatsu you know some of the people are just the ones who go pick up lunch for all the actors some of them are the the tailors and costume makers who make the godzilla suit and stuff like that people who are they don't necessarily look like a superhero either but they are part of why you have that image in your head of what a hero looks like so they're part of the industry that allows it all to happen so they are heroes they just don't quite look like what you're thinking about. Although they might work with those people who look like that. You know, they they pass them on the lot where they're filming. Um, but it's really cool to be able to pay homage to them within this this tokusatsu theme park. I love that. And it is kind of like you said, the Hollywood Walk of Fame type of thing. Yeah. We get to have, you know, different icons representing different series and different roles within that series for, you know, who's a writer and who's a makeup artist and who's an actor and all those different roles you can have. I think that's really cool. I think like um with something as like f- for Toku it's tactile and you can also see the seams and I think like that's important here that like mm. I-, I want that in the park so it's like okay like it starts like almost like a community thought like very like very like peaceful like lots of references to people and then um I was thinking maybe the whole park is kind of like in extrapolation of like a like maybe not like tmtm tokyo but like a like major city like because that's like where you can have like different things like the horror suburbs and like the warehouses and like the big city part you know so maybe it's like you go right there you go through like a door and then you're at like hey like train station platform you're like oh i'm in the city now like i'm just like that's awesome going through turnstiles or something and if we're doing kind of a Tokyo-based thing, maybe we have an area that is like where they film tokusatsu shows. So you can have like a behind-the-scenes area. And then that would make sense maybe within the canon or the the fiction of the world why there's all these homages to people who worked in, in this you know sci-fi uh, special effects sort of genre. It's like, well, yeah. these are all people who have worked for this you know, maybe fictional company or amalgamation of different companies like Subaraya and, and Toho and um, all these companies yeah, Toei, that make yeah. and Toei, yeah. that would be really cool to have uh, an area where you can kind of learn about how it's filmed maybe watch like a live, you know, f- filming of a show or a reenactment of some famous episode. And you could be in like the, the studio audience watching that. Um, and then, you know, when you're done with that, you get on the train and you can go to a place where the tokusatsu is real. You know, you just saw it from an artificial perspective, and now you get to see it from from real, you know, it's actually terrorizing the city now.
how um like uh in like um Zootopia or like Detective Pikachu, like there's like this um like train platform like where you come up into the city because it's trying to like show off how cool the city is and like it's very bustling and there's like a lot of like lights and signs right there <laughs> it's like a big open like plaza yeah the big like reveal shot yeah like, it's kind of like at, at a disneyland too when you kind of turn the corner and you can see main street usa and you can see everything and it's like i have arrived like that is a, an important moment an important reveal so you come to the major city now and this is where there's like a lot of the cool stuff so right away I think um, what you see is like some buildings of skyline and um, in the distance you can see like, oh, there's like a monorail. Oh, there's like a Mount Fuji. Oh, there's the head of a kaiju, like just, <laughs> just over some buildings. And like, I think like a couple like cool, large, like kaiju in the city, like, oh, like here's the crab that goes halfway up the building here, like in the bay is the massive, like Godzilla, like kaiju that like, you can see and there's like a big like water part there i love that and, and you think that would be on like a loop like a five or ten minute loop where these animatronics go and then they kind of reset for the next people who are boarding the train uh or would it be live like is it always that that godzilla has a, his whole day planned of what buildings he's gonna stomp and as he's moving around Oh, you're talking like going through the like whole part. I didn't even think of oh, that. I just mean, I just mean on the skyline. Oh, you mean it would be artificial? Like it would just be, um, like a diorama type thing that looks like it's your view. It's like an artificial view of the theme park. Like you know how like some theme parks are like on like water and mm -hmm. like um, what I'm thinking is like if this like theme park is on like a lake, for example, in the lake is like a big statue. Of like Godzilla, for example, and that's like okay. towering over like the city that's like right next to it, and it's stationary, not animatronic. <laughs> yeah, I was picturing them if all it was moving. animatronic. I wouldn't be going to the park. <laughs> yeah, I was picturing it like these huge towering animatronics, and I'm like, that would probably look pretty fake unless they're really, really elaborate and can actually move around. But no, th yeah, that would be cool too. Just like seeing it like a a snapshot basically of of all this this chaos and all this potential within this tokusatsu land that's cool but we could do it where it's um let's say that train platform has you know there's a roof on it and then this whole wall is like exposed out to the city where you can see it but that's actually not real it's actually like an artificial diorama that's just huge and so it looks like there's a huge godzilla stomping around on stuff but it's actually a foot and a half tall and it's two dimensional it just has really, you know, fine details on it and cool motion. And it looks like it's stomping through the city. And there's another kaiju rising out of the, the water. And you could have it as as like a short animation. That's like a 2D puppet show, basically. <laughs> that's uh, all animatronics. It would probably look a lot more artificial. Like you can tell that that's fake. I do love the idea of it actually being real, you know, with the sun and the clouds and everything mm -hmm. from our reality but it's just shining upon these, you know, magical, strange tokusatsu creations. That's really I really cool love the better layer of, like, this place being open air, but, like, the sun being from our reality. I like that <laughs> concept. I really like that distinction a lot. <laughs> well, I like that, too, because, I mean, as the theme park guest, you're you're kind of bringing your own perspective between realities. 
But if there's other things that are still from your old reality, it, it makes it feel maybe like a little bit less immersive, but also a little bit more real. You know, it's not like a full yeah. escape from reality. It's more like a weird blending of like these, you know, Mothra is breathing the same air as me right now. Like those kinds of things are really, mm. it's kind of an interesting thing. Maybe that's too deep or too psychological or whatever, but that's something I really love about immersive theme parks. It's like, I am in this reality, but also all these creatures are on planet earth in the state I'm in. You know what I mean? Like there's kind yeah. of a cool blending where that you go to them, but they also kind of go to you. Ooh. I, I don't know uh, what that was. No, yeah. I'd like um the reason like I think like it being like a like slice or like a deconstruction of like Tokyo 2 is like okay, um you like have like your like business area where there's actually like oh like here's some restaurants or oh like you have like here's like the Akihabara area. It, and it's like, oh, there's like lots of games here and like lots of like small rides here. It's like to like abstract out like streets and stuff and like landmarks that like you might know from like the area, but also from like the different shows. Cause like um, that could be like really cool. So you're like, oh, like you're like walking through like a reconstruction of like maybe it's like part New York, part part London, like part Chicago, like part tokyo kind of just like here's like the toku city that like you've seen destroyed you know yeah yeah that's really cool i i always really love the the like model work um mm -hmm. in miniatures and all the stuff that goes into the, the like fine details like so much about tokusatsu like you said is tactile and being able to see the seams and like you can see like oh that building fell over as if it was made out of cardboard. That building didn't fall over like a real building I've, you know, seen fall over. So it's like, I, I kind of like that, like where it's like someone actually made that. This isn't CG. It's such a pre-CG practical effects showcase. Um, and so watching like behind the scenes or reading, you know, G Fan magazine where you get to see these cool pictures, which I don't even know if that's around, man. Um, but well, that I don't was a know cool anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the first podcasts I ever listened to, like, 10 12 years ago was called um the kaiju cast and a lot of the stuff i loved about that show was they would review the movies and stuff but they'd also go into the kind of behind the scenes and talk about the individuals involved kind of the people who would be on our little walk of fame area um, and all that stuff was just so captivating to me to think about all the work that goes into this like someone making this amazing you know maybe a traditional japanese style village on like a mountainside and they're making every little detail and cutting the little doorways out of all the buildings. And they make this amazing masterpiece. That's like museum quality masterpiece that could teach people about, you know, rural mm -hmm. Japan. And it's just going to be there for Godzilla to fall on, you know, or it's there for yeah. like some giant monster to stomp on and destroy. But that's kind of part of the thing. It's, it's really cool. I really love that, uh, that nature of it, that it's, it's destroyed. It's gone. You know, it's, it's only there for a short amount of time and it's only for, for film. You don't get to see this in a museum cause it's gone. You know, you, it's part of the legacy and part of the the story. And it's like all these cool art pieces are sacrificed to Godzilla or to whatever Kaiju. And uh, so, I don't know. It's just cool to, to think about all of the really cool artistry that we can showcase here through building design and the different types of towns we can show and the types of destruction we can showcase too 
Um, ours would probably need to be reusable a little bit more than when they're actually making a film. Yeah, because... we can't quite destroy <laughs> like, oh, like I spent like 20 hours making this like cool version of like Tokyo Tower that we're going to destroy in one <laughs> right. scene. Oh, no, when... like the camera lens is odd. That's $10,000. <laughs> Take the cap off the camera. <laughs> yeah, the cap. Oh, man. Oh, that's great. Um, I think, yeah, it's, we need to focus on the Godzilla destroy all monsters, not destroy all props. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, I really want there to be like cool, like themed dining too, kind of like the Gundam diner or like the Kamen Rider diner, just like kind of just like, um, just like, oh, like here's like, here's maybe like, oh, there's like a generic ish, like, made cafe but they're talking about like oh no like they say that any day now godzilla could be here kind of thing it's like a weird like almost yeah. like it's like that kind of thing and then there's like full-on like where the aliens and you went in the wrong door and now like um like eat some like other people is like the whole like mystery of this like small like experience or something you know wait a, a restaurant that serves human meat not for real like it's like oh, okay <laughs> Just checking. I mean, we can do it. Yeah, we've got the freedom to do whatever kind of wild stuff you're into, but that's that's pretty wild. So you're thinking it's like the aliens are serving food for their own kind and then humans like accidentally sneak in kind of thing. Like So something I've um heard from people that have been to Japan is sometimes you just like go in a building and you like have to go to like the fourth floor, but oh no, the second floor is like a air conditioner warehouse like the foot clam would be in but like the fourth floor is like a <laughs> super awesome like irish pub in like tokyo and you're like oh what the yes that's like, kind of what i'm imagining like you go in a building and it's like its own little like experience like section of the world that is <laughs> totally my uh un unrealistic probably but my dreams of what japan is like is that there's just so many interesting uh pop culture things just kind of wedged in to a little spot you know it's it's the store that has all those cool you know gachapon machines but it's just like in on the kind of a rural area like you know next to a convenience store it's it's so cool having like magic woven throughout and like it's not always on the corner with the big neon lights it's like there's some subtlety to it and like you have to do some digging to find these places and they're also incongruous they're not next door there's not a whole district of gashapon stuff it's like it's just sprinkled throughout so as you explore around you find these cool little nuggets and uh it just it seems so so cool and so exciting and i would really love to try to represent that here what if we have like uh the coffee shop from like friends but like if you order the right thing like they take you to the back room and it's just like a oh here's like an altar to like our god here's like what we're doing in here here's some <laughs> like blood like make a cool sacrifice and here's your like little like pin for sacrificing yeah. to the blood god. That's that's amazing. And then at you know at nine, noon, three and six, there's gonna be, you know, a common rider and you know, a villain both crash through the front window of the coffee shop and get into a fight. Yeah, uh, there's gonna be lots of shows. And yes, lots of, little, lots like, of shows. Skits. And I love the idea of them uh kind of crashing into these more sort of mainstream areas. Cause like you said, I'm I'm also really interested in like the dining experiences and the more um, kind of pedestrian basic stuff that exists in our reality, but just the waiters are always referencing or talking about in hushed voices. And, you know, the newspaper headlines are always about tokusatsu and giant monsters. And it's just kind of this 
existential dread that's going on, but they still have to earn their paycheck, so they're still going to work. I think that vibe is really underexplored in most tokusatsu, arguably because it's not as interesting and you can't make action figures of it. But that's something I've always been into as a fan. Um, As I've aged and kept watching Power Rangers, I'm like, why is anyone living in Angel Grove? Why has this er not been declared a disaster area and everyone has fled, you know? I used to think that. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's really strange like i i started working on a webcomic 10 or 12 years ago or something that was called the angel grove disasters because it's like every episode at least one skyscraper is destroyed like that is a level that our reality has not really experienced with that much destruction every week but people keep going to work like if i had a job in an office building it's like i'm gonna work remote actually i don't think you know the megazord is gonna accidentally knock over my house they're gonna knock over my office but so i don't want to go into the office anymore there's just so much dread that would be there uh and every conversation would be about well how's your family it's like well you know uh my wife died because uh her building got knocked over and you know (laughs) my kid's daycare got smashed it got stomped on by godzilla like it's so weird that people live in these worlds from tokusatsu What if it's like community theater final destination where like, oh, you were supposed to like freaking like Goldar shows up and it's like you were supposed to be in the office building we knocked over. So be it like the three putties I got are going to destroy your like car outside like a street fighter. (laughs) If it's not accidental destruction, but it's like, no, we destroyed that office building to get to you, Greg, and you weren't there. It was on your class schedule and we came, but you weren't there. So we come and we're going to destroy your house. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What if it's all a cover up for certain, like, very specific assassinations? Like, we need to get rid of Greg from accounting. So we're going to either we can destroy him when he's at the chiropractor or we can knock down his office building when he's at work. And it's like, (laughs) that's weird, but fun. In like in like recent months, I think I've become less weirded out by the fact that like people just continue living in places or like have to like start dealing with like disaster because honestly right now it's like oh maybe people just eventually like aren't allowed to react and just have to like keep paying rent even though they're like terrified all the time you're right (laughs) that that is that is infinitely more relatable now than it ever was before of just I know this is dangerous. I know I'm, I shouldn't be doing this, but I have to make a paycheck and this is the only place that's hiring. So yeah, it's, it's man, weird, sketchy times right now. Maybe it would feel a little bit too real, but uh, yeah, in this theme park, at least it gets to be a little fantastical. You know, I would much rather, uh, you know, die from some kind of laser blast from uh, the eyes of a kaiju versus getting COVID. You know, it's at least more exciting. Yeah. I thought it was really funny. Um, Magic the Gathering had like a Godzilla set that was coming out. Yeah. And um so Space Godzilla's version of like the um like atomic breath that like Godzilla has is called um Corona Beam or like Corona Ray. So they had to like redo the whole series and then I, I was just like, Oh, did you do you have to? People get it. Will people really freak out if there's like corona on a like playing card? Yeah, that's so. a good question. I, I had an idea for a, a dining area like you know the it's kind of a cheesy thing like i remember that this was referenced like as a joke on a lot of cartoons but the the like top story of a of a um, 
skyscraper being like a revolving restaurant. And I think it'd be cool to have a restaurant where you sit there. It's like a, a sit down dining experience and all the walls is like a, uh, I forget what they call it. Cyclorama, like a round movie theater, basically where all the walls are playing a, a film basically. And it's rotating slightly too. So it feels like you're in a revolving restaurant, even though you're actually sitting still. Um, so it's just this screen where, you know, if you're looking at the sun is right by your table by the time you're done, you know, the sun will have rotated all the way back around and it's back to you again. But um, it's a, a cityscape, you know, panoramic view. And there are kaiju fighting all over the place, like on the horizon, in the foreground, they're like fighting and crashing back and forth. So kind of everyone gets a front row seat to this panoramic view of this really elaborate, you know, fight scene. And maybe there's aliens invading and there's kaiju coming out of the depths of the ocean and uh, megazords transforming and combining and fighting and like just this huge melee, like huge brawl uh, happening while you're doing a fine dining experience. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> really cool. Uh, I think it'd be it'd be a blast. I mean, in that one, it's a little bit more uh, theme parky and a little bit more you know colorful and bold and obvious than just having a fine dining experience where the the staff is all stressed out about <laughs> kaiju. This is a little bit more obvious, but I think it'd be really fun too. We have like a major dining experience. We have like super normal stuff that's like hush voices. Like you're just like getting some coffee and it's like, oh, hey, what's up? You're at like the um, cool cat cafe coffee shop. And oh, what's going on? Godzilla's coming. Okay. Well, it's probably not going to be here for like three days and I'm off in two days. So I can just like go. <laughs> so I shouldn't worry about it. I need to get paid. It's just like that conversation. Yeah, wh what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm, I'm going to flee to the coast. You know, I, I'm. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? I'm going to flee. I'm hoping my travel visa. I, I need to get out of Japan because this keeps happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. I'm going to flee this weekend. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, I uh, We've been talking kind of, or at least myself, I've been focusing a lot on the kaiju, which is the really large scale giant monster stuff. But I also really love the human scale stuff because i for one am a human and i can identify with those characters pretty well you're saying um, that a lot and i'm starting to doubt it <laughs> <laughs> so okay, when you come into a human body to this park i for one am a human as humans <laughs> do i enjoy food oh, man. in my mouth and nutrition you got me you got me good yeah. gotcha. oh man Amusement sparks. That's what happens <laughs> in the human's brain when they enjoy things. <laughs> Dopamine. Serotonin. Oh, Wait, is that the meaning of amusement sparks? It's just a metaphor for dopamine? I thought Whoa. that was it. Was no, that, you're, that you're probably right. I, I had never said it so scientifically, but I guess you're right. Uh, wow. I'm learning about my own show here. This is great. Like or... sparky creativity. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. um, wow. So, okay, so while I love giant monsters and stuff, and, like, you know, I have a, a Godzilla shirt I always wear, and I think about, like, I kind of like those motion pictures because often humanity is the bad guy, and I really like that. I think we can get better by criticizing ourselves and pointing out our flaws and realizing, hey, we're not doing everything right. Let's all start taking actions towards, you know, being the change we want to see in the world and all that stuff. Let's create a world that Godzilla wouldn't need to exist and destroy, you know, that kind of thing. But I also think it's easier for most people to relate to humans. Uh, most of us human beings who are humans and do normal human things, we relate to other human characters pretty well. So, <laughs> so seeing Spider-Man with his, you know, wrist uh, device that can pop out and turn into a costume or 
or pulling out your your power morpher from power rangers and then yelling the name of a creature and you get the cool costume and the robot like those are things that i think a lot of kids watching tokusatsu are like this is what i want to do right this is, i want to go buy my yeah. power morpher um so it's it's really relatable and i think giving someone a human scale experience like that where they still get to henshin and experience the tokusatsu would be so cool but do you have any any initial thoughts on that kind of thing there definitely needs to be like lots of like traditional arcade mixed with, with like gachapon stuff there needs to be like a very large scale like you can build a bear but it's like a cool action figure like hey like there's like Whoa. these like seven arms these like four bodies or whatever and like you're trying to like make like your kaiju you know like more That's than that so i guess cool. you, know... you can do giant robots too that way yeah exactly oh my god dude talk about like gunpla like gundam yeah. toys if they're a mix and match and you could oh that's so cool this this gachapon machine has all right legs and so you can put in a dollar and you get a different right leg until you have the one you love oh that's even what? more than i thought like i was thinking like <laughs> you spend like a dollar at the gachapon and get like a little thing but like then there's like the you spend fifty dollars and like they're 3d printing like your like custom one but that's really sweet though i because i love the idea of having like a hobby shop that's like you know it just sells gundam models but then, you know, once you have designed your custom one or you've chosen your favorite one from your favorite Gundam series or whatever, Gundam's not exactly tokusatsu, but hey, there's some parallels here. And maybe it's a different, you know, giant robot series. But you um, have kind of customized one that you really love. And then maybe later on, there will be areas where you can use your giant robot to fight against that kaiju on a giant scale. You know, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's almost like you're designing your character in the toy store. And then your character actually gets to come to life later. You know, after, within the story, there's some magical alien being that that uh, has a shape shifting giant robot, and they can shape shift to look like your cool toy that you made. Oh, that's really fun. Well, maybe like each person gets like a like like gets one they can like design before they come to the park or whatever, and then like it's yeah. like oh, actually, um, now you can like get that printed on like a shirt or like on like a piece That's of art or like so cool and you could do the same thing with yeah. with the monsters too and have them fight yeah. each other with the heroes Dude. with the monsters with the mechs oh, incredible and you and could then, also um oh yeah. go ahead and then um like maybe that's where you have like the like um there's lots of cool like um like nfc stuff where it's like oh like you tap like your like wristband and like in this fighting game you can play as the character that you make because like it's all like made like go together like i love that this thing like it's like with you on the ride or something like i love that i love the idea of of kind of being able to build up your avatar of maybe here's what the good guys quote unquote look like and here's what the bad guys look like and you might have designed that at home on your on your phone or on your computer you bring it with you in the park and then they can put those skins on your characters or like um you design like your like mech at home for example and then like you can like collect or buy to be like okay i bought the like cool like drill part so now my mech can like combine when i'm like playing this like maybe it's like when you're not here it's club penguin and when you're here it's real there's like a lot of like <laughs> fighting games and stuff there's like, cool stuff going on yeah and it could trans translate to all kinds of different arcade games you know like fighting games and first person games like you know mech warrior type stuff there's so many games you could do that's really cool you could also just uh design a specific like combiner robot part mm -hmm. like the megazord yeah. you know, is made up of like five different individual robots usually so maybe you'd also de design 
you know, this really cool creature that's based on your favorite animal. That's like a, a big robot version of that. And it can combine with other people in the park. Like, you know, you have a party of, of five people, let's say each of you has a, a combiner robot and they all combine together to make this really cool Megazord mm-hmm. whenever you're in a really, you know, difficult challenge place that you can't handle by yourself. You have to team up. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Like what I was going to say was, and then maybe the, um, the nuclear family has like that 2.5 kids as extra 0.5 kids. So they can have that like five person robot. <laughs> <laughs> have five people oh uh, that's fun yeah um and like i love when places like are like here's the curry where we add like the garnish or like the piece so it looks like a like different like monster like animal's face kind of thing and like that's what i want to see in like a lot of the like dining too just like oh yeah i mean like the equivalent of the spongebob popsicle but you're making that out of other types of food where it kind of looks like this character yeah that's really fun. Or at least has like the same color scheme. <sighs> There's so much you can do with like themed food, which is really cool. I love that. Are there any other like hidden experiences like oh like you open this door and there's like the like cult or like you open here and there's like the aliens i think you could do all kinds of hidden stuff like that or or like little kind of unlockables or collectibles where you have to have uncovered these mysteries before you can meet this character who kind of acts like a a quest giver or or like your informant within the park um we've done theme parks in the past where it's kind of like there's no map and you don't you can only find so much on your own before someone else who works at the park can unlock a gate for you. And then you can get to this whole secret area. That's only for people of your faction or your alignment, or, you know, only people who are helping the aliens. And there's other areas that are only for people who are fighting against the aliens, that kind of thing. So we could definitely do that type of area where you, you don't get to go to the command center and meet Zordon until you've kind of proven yourself that you're an ally of the power Rangers. Or, you know, if you've, if you've designed, uh, a combiner robot and helped them win a battle because let's say uh w- whichever power ranger series we're representing here the the character who pilots the left leg is out or has been you know mm. stolen by the bad guys so you have to use your combiner robot to join you know these computer controlled characters in this game where it's like you are the fifth power ranger all of a sudden and you have to help them win their battle and then if you do now you get to go to the command center and you get to you know have access to unique experiences and maybe you get to get uh, an autograph of one of the power rangers or something that's that's kind of a gated experience it's only behind mm-hmm. this area for people who have proven themselves to be you know uh connected to the morphing grid or something so maybe you have like um when you're like a single rider or like a small group and like you're still put together in that group that means that like the pieces that like you picked or like maybe went in and like took the time to like custom make it like at one of the stores like before um it's like oh for this like experience you're like playing like a fighting game with like your like main like combined mech and then it's like just from the pieces of like the three different groups that make this like five person team right now that'd be a lot of fun yeah that's cool and and like 
you'd be able to unlock you know it's it's a lot like they do in in video games where you can find like additional pieces of armor and you can get that cool drill hand and you know the wing attachment for your big giant robot like those are all things that are found later on by you know earning high scores and certain experiences or or going on this ride when you're leaving you can find this kind of rare piece we could almost do the whole park as um themed around a kind of mechanic of you're building a cooler robot uh like action figure basically or kaiju or like your own costume yeah yeah it could even be yeah a human scale like you have a power ranger you know costume and you can switch out what helmets on it and you know what accessories it has and what weapons it has and you're kind of going through this feedback loop of exploring the park you know helping people or fighting or whatever and then you unlock more pieces you can add on i also love the idea of like the power rangers helmet like i think those helmets are so cool and i have multiple times in my life contemplated buying a really high-end like replica um, because they're so cool especially like i really love the helmets from uh the samurai i forget what the american version is called samurai sentai shinkinger yeah that one is so cool those helmets that are like kanji looking faces i think those are beautiful but anyway being able to design your own helmet would be so cool and you could do that with you know digital tools where you use like paintbrush tools or you know you take like a certain aesthetic that you like or maybe you unlock a pack like that this is like the digital pack where it looks like there's all these different like circuitry based designs and there's all these uh kind of tamagotchi looking faces you can put on here stuff like that it'd be so cool to be able to unlock different art styles and build a different helmet and then that can change like the theme of your whole suits and uh, i just think that'd be so cool to be able to express yourself that way not only with your color which is the first thing that people might notice but also what your robot looks like what your you know combined robot looks like what your kaiju you're fighting against looks like there's so much room for self-expression and play and i really need this (laughs) so cool actually get that made might be like hard in the course of like a day or like an hour or whatever like maybe it's like oh like you can like and then you could order it or if you order like three weeks in advance it's at the park for you like under like your name i think most of it would be digital like it's just kind of a different skin that goes on the character on the screen somewhere but definitely need like a star wars land like lightsaber builder but for like your morpher though or like your hitching device yes that's amazing and maybe there's little you know coins or some kind of physical representation of the things you've kind of collected um you know, like one of those little penny smusher things <laughs> like that can it'll have your Megazord design. Do you want a belt? Do you want to like wrist gauntlet? Yeah. And those those different pieces you can put into your morpher. So, you know, there's basically if there's a physical representation of the things you're collecting, you can swap out what's in your in your morpher or, you know, in your your little wrist based device or your belt based device or oh man, that's so fun. <laughs> What I kind of want to do is like when you have like the big like kaiju like the Godzilla like in the bay kind of thing. What I want to do is like an homage to like in the movies when the military comes out. So like near the edge of the bay, there's like some fake like um missile emplacements or something, and like you can go in and like shoot them at the Godzilla in the bay, and then like Godzilla was not affected. <laughs> Because the the military and those like usually uses they never do anything right. They're using conventional weapons, and it's just to highlight you know that 
someone has to shoot at Superman for you to realize that Superman's bulletproof, right? Like that kind of thing. It's like, man, look how tough this guy is. The military can't do anything. So having an experience where you're just trying to take down Godzilla with conventional weapons and it doesn't work. Like you can play that game all day and you'll never win. <laughs> it always ends with a game over. So like maybe there's like the big kaiju like in like the um in the bay and like that's where you can see like them filming stuff and like go through like a f- a like facsimile of like what filming one of these shows is like it's like oh like here's the like small slice of warehouse for when they film common rider here's like the closed set for when they have like the models of like tokyo kind of thing like, that'd be really cool yes i would love that and doing like maybe even a little workshop where you're helping to build one of the sets or something i i, I for one would be super into that i think that'd be so fun and they can have them of different like qualities too like there's ones that are basically for permanent use like we know there's not going to be a giant robot or a giant monster falling on this area so it's going to look perfect um and there's other areas that just get destroyed every 30 minutes so it's like this is basically just a tall skinny cardboard box that's painted really nicely because it gets knocked over every time um that kind of stuff would be it'd be cool to, to kind of see how they do it at different scales and how the miniatures work and um those people who are like really hardcore like train enthusiasts like model train people like i know that's a whole culture out there i think i might be getting into that as i get older we'll see but yeah. i love that kind of stuff um just just de- detailing so many small nuances and like working within the confines of reality but on a really tiny fun scale is really interesting to me it's like why do you still follow all the rules of of you know full size stuff when you're playing with little things but it's there's something to that there's something to replicating reality on the simulation but anyway those people i think would be really interested in this gigantic, you know, huge um, miniatures area that we have that has, you know, trains running through it and there's a bullet train in the background and, you know, there's all these really cool miniatures for them to kind of explore and learn about and then also appreciate throughout the park as they're seeing these different ex- different uh, attractions. They all have really good miniature work going on because a lot of the stuff yeah. is at giant monster, giant robot scale. I love that. I was definitely thinking, like, when you get, like, into the train station there's like a big diorama like of the whole park and then you go out into it and you're like oh like just like as like a way to like get a sense of it too and be like oh whoa i'm here this is really cool that is awesome wow and like the map matches that and maybe there's like sets or just like it's like hey here's like the 30 dollars set for kids to make it and here's like the 800 dollars set if you want to make it like 40 feet long at home and like you're like shop or whatever you know yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Man. And maybe awesome. um um like the action figures that you can build from parts or like have custom 3D printed or like built from your parts are to scale with the dioramas they make. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool too for people who are just like fans of like action figures and like, you know, little kids who just kind of want to smash stuff together. There could be some tough miniatures that are just really amazing backdrops for you to play with your action figures in. Or maybe even an area that's like a photo booth for like, if you're like a toy collector or you really want to just like cherish this and get a really cool post for social media, you can get your, you know, your custom robot or kaiju and find like a really cool area to pose him in with this cool backdrop and cool scenery. (laughs) That kind of stuff would be cool. Like almost like a miniature playground for your toys. Oh, like what if you could do like a Google Maps thing where it's like, hey, like you put like your toy in here and we will like Google Maps it so they look like they're in the park or something or like just like a like a little custom like wow animation. 
Yeah, I like that a lot. And and if so much of these these kind of customized pieces are digital, then we can map them on to all kinds of different stuff. You know, not only the T-shirt, but also three-dimensional stuff. Um, you could have a video that is showing the the theme park, kind of like a quote-unquote live feed of the theme park or of the city. And you can see your custom, you know, robot, uh, you know, after the giant kaiju comes out of the water or comes out of space or wherever, it starts destroying the city. And then your robot comes out and starts fighting it. And it can be basically footage from a game that you've played or an experience you've been through. Or it can just be kind of a generic one where we just swap out the skins with with your custom ones. And then you have a video that you can can share of your creations fighting. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, right. Um two spaces that i wanted to have in this um like park were one i wanted like a little like fun like warehouse zone i guess this would have to be like some kind of like stage for like a bigger stage show or maybe it's like a like laser tag something but like it's like like just like one of the bigger stages because there's always the warehouse there's always the warehouse sure um like there's always like the river where two people are like punching each other and like crying or like the beach so maybe that's like another like um are these like live stage. live stunt shows you think like there's an audience yeah, I think there so. yeah, yeah i like that when you were telling the story about when you were young in the park i was picturing myself young in a park and realizing that so many of the power ranger scenes where they're fighting the putties is just like in a general like public park looking area so i would always it would like snap to my imagination of like oh this looks like that area where all those putties were you know doing flips around and getting beat up because it just seemed like it was always in like a grassy park area. <laughs> so oh, like a park too. Okay. So, so yeah. Like, like a bunch of like big like there's always going to be like like people like like posing on street corners, but but then there's like multiple areas. It's like here's like the swing set park area for like this show at like twelve thirty every day, you know? And like cool. here's like this warehouse. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's really fun. Doing the live stunt shows would be really cool and. You know, the the actors have like a certain spot where they know that they're going to get karate chopped or kicked or whatever. And so yeah. they have like an area, like a, a device that shoots out sparks when they get hit there or like makes a little like, like explosion sound when they hit that area. Like it can be all really choreographed and really cool uh, stunts. I love that. Um, So one thing I wanted to do was before we get into rides, like part of the reason I wanted to do the city was so you could have like different areas like Akihabara. But I was thinking like there's a part where it goes into like a, a like suburb, like a little bit. And that's where we have like the horror. So that's where we have like, here's the yeah. ghost house. Here's like the zombie house. Like here's like the darker alien house, you know? And like, it's like, maybe it's like, there's just like a long, like, generic neighborhood that like is like that's where you might see like zombies going around that's where you might see like um the different like smaller horror experience or, like there's like a ride through there you know that's cool and because i mean there are so many grunts that get <laughs> destroyed by the good guys you know every episode there's probably i don't know of like power rangers there's maybe 10 to 15 different bad guys that get beaten and almost all of them are copy pasted versions of just the general foot soldiers so those guys have to you know live somewhere and they, those guys have to have a, a moment to at least shine a little bit so i think it would be kind of cool if there's like this area that's almost like a dungeon in a video game it's like this is where you go if you want to like 
see the bad guys and fight against the bad guys. Like there's there's kind of safe areas over here, and then this is like the danger zone. This is the neighborhood where all the villains live, <laughs> which is kind of funny to think about. So there's like a villain dangerhood. Dangerhood. Wow, that's a little. <laughs> that's a weird word. We can call it that. Oh, <laughs> uh, welcome to the dangerhood. That almost <laughs> sounds bad. So I'm gonna say maybe. I'll have to consult with somebody for that one. Yeah, <laughs> we need like... to check on sensitivity. Yeah, it sounds a little. <laughs> it's like on the border of like if you saw like um a like putty wearing like a hoodie and on the hoodie was like a spray paint like danger hood you'd be like that's cool but if you saw like a politician say it it would be good <laughs> so you gotta like find the line <laughs> in these various danger hoods nope can't say that so yeah like i want to do like a here's like the villain place but also like i want to do like a little horror like section so, yeah, yeah and, really and maybe cool. it would make sense to do it as uh this is like the intersection between the city where where you know where us humans live and then uh, this area where all the like really crazy villains are like in between there's kind of uh this sort of goosebumps uh style area where it's like because a lot of the villains are just kind of zombies or like a slightly like cybernetic you know humans essentially who are the bad guy like yeah that's really cool and and i do think we said earlier that that tokusatsu can kind of get to a horror area yeah a lot of horror is set in pretty normal areas like kind of set in like suburbs yeah so this would be a great place for that and it could even transition into you know maybe there's a big mountain range where all the really crazy you know really crazy meaning extremely like exotic uh villains can live because in power rangers man maybe it's just uh me as someone who really likes the original Mighty Morphin series, but the villains seem to get crazier and goofier looking over time. But having a place for those people to live too would be really cool. Uh, and to be able to kind of go into the bad guys layer uh, would be fun. And like, you'll know you're going the right way or the wrong way by the fact that like, it's like, like partially like the urban sprawl, like going into like the, the suburbs too. And like, one thing I want to do is like, that like um really like melancholic shot of like the um like bus stop in the countryside with like just like field mm. around you that's what i want to be like the far edge of like the park like there's just like a little section that looks like a country bus stop that's more like an anime motif i guess like here's also like just this like i like um the mundane parts of like oh like maybe this is like just for people on instagram and like <laughs> you can't actually like walk any further or maybe it's like once in a while you might just have like a a like person in like a like kaiju costume like sit next to you like out there and like have like a very That's fun cool. like mundane moment but i like that like having a, a train line that actually like runs through and like kind of towards the end of the line it's like you're just kind of out in the middle of nowhere like it's a very rural area maybe there's some some like shrines or something that you can go to but it's like a quieter part of the park that'd be so cool because i think a lot of people um you know, not this is like Japantown, the theme park, but like it'd be really cool to kind of replicate a lot of the things that I think a lot of people who are, are interested in like Japanese culture and stuff, like those things that they would like to see and take a picture of or even just see what it feels like. Try to do our, you know, theme parky version of that would be really cool. And I also, yeah, I love the idea of having a train line that just goes back and forth between these different areas as a, a realistic, you know, in world method of transportation. But also maybe there's a certain part of it where it is like a theme park type of thing. Like you have an experience where 
it feels like your train's getting picked up and shaken around and stuff and all the windows turn into screens and you can see that the you know monsters tentacles are wrapping around your window and all that stuff would be really fun and then it just you know the bad guys or the good guys come in and fight the bad guys and then they just set the train back on the tracks and it keeps going to the next stop yeah Actually, there's two more things I want. Uh, one is there should just be like a high school, and that should like that should be like a cool like very full like experience. Because like think of how many like different animes you've watched or like shows you watched. Like it, it can be part like the generic like Japanese high school that like you might see in like a Sentai show or like an anime, or it, it could be like part like Angel Grove. And yeah, like there should be like an Ernie's, and there should be. But I also want like a a like cool like maybe it's like for the parents but like a like cabaret or like burlesque show but it's like all like kaiju and mech like costume people or like partially costume people <laughs> that's awesome but no um i want like a whole high school but yeah we, we, should, we, we should get to rides actually I, but i do think that the high school or those types of areas like a mall or something like that that's human scale would be cool as towards the entrance maybe you know when you're still in your I'm just a normal person. I'm a traditional human here. Uh, you might just want to walk around there, but you can also see that. Why do all these teenagers have these morphers on? You know, why do they all have this this colored bracelet? And, you know, why is that team each wearing their own individual color from head to toe? And they're uh, very subtly, you know, like uh, dressed up as Power Rangers in civilian garb. I think it'd be really cool to, to see that. Basically, like blurring the lines. Yeah. You come in at the bottom, there's a train station to like, let's say like the east is like the suburbs and like the horror stuff. And also like at the top of that is like the more like the more like quiet area. Then like in the city, it's like maybe to the west, there's like the school on one end and like that kind of thing. It's like, oh, like it's like a it feels like a city like is that kind of thing yeah yeah something for those kind of mundane everyday people who are like dreading and the next kaiju attack somewhere for them to go uh and it can also be something immersive for the theme park the guests school would be great yeah yeah it'd be pretty cool i don't know what would be going on in each classroom like maybe that's where you learn about the behind the scenes stuff about tokusatsu like instead of there it's being the lore area <laughs> it's the lore area yeah because in science class you're learning about uh you know what megalon is made out of or something and then like in the next one you're learning about the the history of super sentai on tv um that, that could be really cool if it's like themed like it's just this one random day where all they're teaching in school is kaiju and and tokusatsu related which if they lived in that world would make sense right if you're expecting an attack from a kaiju <laughs> again this coming week you probably want to teach your students about that, you know? So it would be kind of a, a strange school. Plus, today, we're reading the metamorphosis. Tomorrow, we're reading the metamorphosis. <laughs> the next day, we're reading the metamorphosis. All year, just this one book. Because oh, the man. only thing you could do is, like, any kind of filmmaker or, like, TV show maker is have them learning the metamorphosis in class. Right? And also, I feel like it would be such a desperate area. Like, the scientific community would just trying to be trying to invent as quick as humanly possible the most extreme kind of weapon. Like, I feel like this world would have 
fall into like nuclear holocaust already because they'd be like we have to stop these kaiju somehow and they're getting more desperate and like they're lowering their safety standards from year to year as more and more of their city gets destroyed uh yeah it can go to some really dark places <laughs> yikes uh, uh, anyway you wanted to transition rides. into rides <laughs> yeah i would also like to have a like baseball stadium but i guess that's a lot too <laughs> But you could do like stage shows there and actually exactly. play baseball. You know, baseball is really big in Japan. That could be kind of fun if you have uh, kaiju themed teams. <laughs> you know, like yeah. yeah, we're the the Ultraman, and uh, they all dress like or the Science Patrol team, where they all are wearing like Science Patrol mm-hmm. outfits from Ultraman, and they're fighting against the putties. <laughs> you know, or not fighting. I mean, playing baseball. It's like, oh no, um, he caught that ball with the one part of his chest where if it gets hit, he explodes. Now he's falling down. <laughs> that's really funny doing a tokusatsu version of baseball yeah and this guy has a a drill instead of a baseball bat and uh yeah that that could get really goofy really quick i want to play that video game actually (laughs) oh that must be a thing right (laughs) right it should be where you can get like mario kart style upgrades on your bat anyway that's a whole different podcast we could do right there brainstorming a kaiju (laughs) baseball game uh, but for theme for roller coasters in the theme park, I think it'd be cool to do one where uh, you are inside of one of the giant robots, right? Or you're inside of like, you know, your smaller scale combiner robot. Um, yeah, there's so much motion, so much kinetic motion to these these shows. I think a lot of those experiences would translate into a roller coaster. But what did you have in mind? Um, I wanted to do something with like at the top of the park, like what i wanted was like a recreation of like a mountain like a like a lot like mount fuji just because it's like so iconic and like it's also like a semi it's active in movies i'm not sure in real life volcano um so maybe it's just like um okay this is like a major roller coaster through the mountain like maybe it's like splash mountain maybe it's like a more serious like normal roller coaster but like i want there to be something that um just like is like a centerpiece and like a, a like eye catch for the park. Cool, I so like that. About maybe, yeah. Yeah, and I I like that. It's hard to have a roller coaster that's entirely like self serious and just tells a story. Like I think largely because of the way they look, you know, like the rest of this uh, theme park can look a lot like a real city. You know, aside from the giant robots and giant monsters, but roller coasters always stick out as a pretty unique, iconic thing. But I mean, we could explain them in the storyline of like, this is just really rapid transit for when the, the monsters start attacking and you need to get out of town really quick. Get in the volcano. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's like an evacuation coaster, basically. And it, it goes through all these loops and, and all these things to try to dodge the laser blasts that are coming at you. So uh, I think that'd be kind of fun to have roller coasters, maybe in multiple places. And they're like explained as that's your evacuation thing. Get in the volcano, Shinji or Asako will have to go back in it. <laughs> That's great. Oh, but man. yeah, there's a volcano. Yeah, yeah, I like the volcano a lot. That's really cool. And I do think it it's expected to erupt again at some point in the next couple hundred years yeah so that's interesting that definitely adds a lot of drama doesn't it having a smoking volcano in the background of your city
there seems to be something over water, maybe like something that's like around the Godzilla in the harbor, like another creature in the harbor. Like I would love to go through like a like crab like creatures like pincers or like somebody's like mouth oh, and like it's like just big enough where it's not closing, but it looks like it, like it could close, you know, like one of those like kind of rides. Like I love like um the Hulk ride from like um from Universal like Orlando, for example. That's that's so fun. I love those kinds of things where it it's like you're not fighting against but trying to escape a bigger threat, like a big monster or something. And it could be in the middle of a battle too between the good guys and the bad guys or two different good guys or two different bad guys. Those mashups always happen. Um but I think that'd be really fun to just be in a coaster basically where you're like a really crazy, you know, camera flying around this fight scene and so you get to see everything firsthand from different perspectives from up above and like you get to go in between where they're like you know weapons are smashing into each other and oh that could be so cool um the the ones i was kind of referencing of like being inside of the robot might be a little bit more boring and more like a video game basically than a roller coaster um you know sure the megazord gets knocked over once in a while but it's not like that's not really like a thrill ride it's more like a drop ride um, which we could do that though. Like, <laughs> you you wait in line, you get into the cockpit of the cockpit of the Meta- Megazord, and then you just get pushed into the ocean. And so, like, you drop like you know seven stories or fifteen stories or whatever, and then you get off the roller coaster at the bottom. Like, that's not really fun, but it would be kind of cool. Like, you could do like a Tower of Terror. Like, oh no, like the thing that lets you connect in like the um like main like control center of like this mech is like broken. Now you're going up and down. Yeah, sure, you could. There's definitely got to be elevator-type things. I feel like you see that in uh, Voltron a lot. They kind of describe how you get from the cockpit of your individual robots into the main one with all these, like, tubes and little elevator things. We could do that kind of experience, which would be, which would be like a, you know, drop zone type of roller coaster. That could be kind of fun, where it launches you from this cockpit to that cockpit altogether. And then you start your your maybe immersive sim thing of like, hey, you are the left arm, hit the button, which we talked about on on episode, I think, 38 of your show when we did like a micro Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie theme park at the end. Uh, yeah, it's, it's that we can kind of connect some of those features in here too. I would love there to be like another cool, like cool area for people to go and like be immersed is maybe there's like the um like the weird like sci-fi military like launching special like planes like base like kind of thing like is mm-hmm. like in like a lot of toku like maybe that's like a roller coaster or, like like some kind of like air ride isn't there yeah that'd be cool too or, or you know if you're doing like the human scale stuff if you are um sort of taking the place of like a common rider you have like a, a cool uh, motorcycle roller coaster area where you're going from you know like your secret hideout to the bad guy's secret hideout <laughs> type of thing And then once you're in the bad guys area, you can kind of sneak around behind the scenes and try to figure out what their plans are. Um, Or you can climb into one of the cockpits of the vehicles and go on an attraction that way. It'd be kind of cool to have like branching paths or like a storyline that connects three or four or however many roller coasters into like, let's say it makes a big pentagon shape. Like you take one roller coaster to get from here to there and then another one from point B to point C and so on and so forth. And it tells a story, basically. You're going from from safety it's almost like the hero's journey oh my gosh wow this is getting metaphorical (laughs) but you're you're going from from safety and what you know in the you know your command center or whatever 
doing a little bit of research, learning more about the bad guys and where their hideout is. And then you take a roller coaster experience on your motorcycle to get to the actual bad guys, you know, fortress. You do some experience there and get on another roller coaster to escape from them into hiding. And then once you're clear and they don't know where you are anymore, then you can take the attraction back to your home base and, and report all of your new findings and unlock some new, you know, little upgrades or whatever. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I would love to see like a motorcycle like ride or something. Yeah, and, and you know a lot more about Common Rider than than I do, but do you have any specific things from Common Rider that you would want to try to replicate? I think a lot of cool location like random shows kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like we're by this fountain and now there's some fights happening and like um like the warehouse fight. Um I think it's hard to do rides around a lot of that, like outside of like um it just being like human scale, like I would love to see like a motorcycle thing, lots of shows, um, lots of cool ways to like make and customize and like buy different gear and pieces, like mm-hmm. to see your favorite, like your favorite, like rides or that kind of thing. Like for me, it's like the um, ground level, like performance aspect of like, here's people and like um, maybe there's like a kind of like participation, like part to the, like, to like some shows maybe where like you can like transform maybe like you can't actually fight but like you transform and then like the person like in like the suit comes out i don't know Mm -hmm. wow that's kind of a cool way to do that where you are you know the peter parker parallel and then when you transform you kind of go off to a safe place and you watch you know either a trained actor or it takes over as like cg at that point and you see like you have like an out of body experience of watching yourself beat up the bad guy in in this costume that you design. That can be really cool because Common Rider is much more like gritty and uh, kind of more small scale, but also more like psychological. I think, you know, Power Rangers is for a younger audience, I would say. So and also the Common Rider like gear and costumes are so much more elaborate and like designy and really cool. So I think it'd be awesome to have some of those elements either in the customizable part of customizing your own costume um, or something like that. Cause it's, it's not as there's not as much like reused footage as there is in power Rangers. For example, it's a lot more storyline driven. So this would be cool for interactive experiences, uh, you know, like escape room type stuff of trying to like solve yes. a mystery and pick up find clues and stuff like that would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Maybe it's like in like you're in like a like base and you have to like, you have to like, escape or figure out like oh like this person's like body has been modified so they're like a cyborg but they haven't been brainwashed yet like the original common writer so you have to like escape or like help them not be brainwashed cool yeah and there's all kinds of stories you can tell with that framing device there's uh you can tell stories about like trying to figure out uncover your your lost memories and because yeah the origin of of common writer is is a lot more mysterious and dark than power rangers where it's just like you know, some guy from space is like, hey, give me some teenagers. And the teenagers are like, okay, it's, you know, that's a, there's not much storyline there. I mean, sure there is, but not as much as Common Rider, uh, which is a lot more of a, yeah, a dark storyline. And it'd be cool to help various Common Riders to uncover their, their, uncover their past or come to terms with what they've done. And I don't know, there's a lot of cool space for more mature storytelling there. Maybe it's like a place where like, um, you can like stand somewhere like um like just um like it's like a little like floor pad or something and you can just kind of like go to that point and like 
get like some pictures of yourself and like it'll like be partially like it's um like you're making like a statement and like it's like how you would like transform even it's like oh like it's like here's our shots of like you and here's like your catchphrase like that you said and like here's like your like um like your belt or like your like wrist strap or whatever and like here's like your little like gif with like some sound of like what it's like when you transform that's so cool i i would love to do that professionally it's like make a customized video for a podcast of like here's you know we do these cool shots of like it's split down the middle and it's half your face and half your costumes face and that kind of stuff and like customize all that for someone to be so cool maybe you can go through that um the school as like part of the onboarding process or entering the theme park process because it's like you you go through like an english class where they're like help you come up with a cool catchphrase and like you uh go through an area like a product design area where you're working on your color scheme and like a cool name for your you know your alter ego so to speak it's like superhero school like to connect it to like Kevin rider like maybe like you get all this stuff when you're at the park but it's like you have to think of a like reason why you want to be like a hero and go to one of these spots and that's when like your stuff will come together and like maybe like randomize a bit and like it'll show like what your hero form is because like you're finally like have activated your powers through like will and through like your want kind of thing that'd be very cool in common rider right and everyone can have kind of a different um like origin story whether that's something that you made up in your own head or it's like something that's randomized and given to you because if you if you know nothing about tokusatsu and you're just here because your kid likes this stuff or whatever we still it'd be still cool if you got to go into this area and they like hand you a dossier like this cool folder and you open it up and it has like you know this is like this agency who's recruited you or whatever and it has like your origin story and like even if you have no creative input that you want to share it's like here's your basic stuff here's your color scheme here's your costume here's your robot if you don't want to customize any of it here's the standard stuff for you that's been randomized and then you can maybe you start getting into it you know but after lunch you're like okay i kind of want to go uh customize my my kaiju or customize my robot or whatever and so you get to do that and you kind of tell a story arc you know um and then by the end of the day maybe you're on your third different costume and you've got all these cool upgrades and stuff so you can do like maybe the gift shop or whatever which we have kind of this like delayed gift shop where we send you custom stuff a few weeks later or a couple months later but like you have a set of three action figures and one is your your base model and then one is the story arc where you started to turn into a bad guy and so you had like cooler you know you had armor and like this additional color scheme and then you had your final like ultimate form where you have the you have two drill arms and like a unicycle leg or whatever <laughs> like it'd be really cool to be able to have like uh kind of like collector tier merch of your character throughout the costume changes. Cause that's something I always love is when, when characters go through slight costume changes and, Oh, there's a new action figure of this guy now with this different variant. Um, it'd be really fun to have variants of your costume during your story arc that you can, can collect and kind of tell your story that way through the toys. Yeah. Like I really want to like have people like interact with like their persona and like, there's like the park level of like, here's cool rides and stuff that like you can't like, you can't maybe like affect but also here's you and here's like your kaiju from the game so it feels like what we want to do is like make it very tactile for like people and like make it like feel like they're like a part of different like parts of like 
the park's like narrative, which would be a lot of fun. Dude, yes. I mean, that's that's what we're saying. Like, that's so cool about Tokusatsu is the tactile nature and that you can kind of see the seams and you can see behind the scenes as well. So just being a part of all that and having your own storyline within this form of theater almost, you know, this special effects genre. Um, you got to be a part of the story. You got to have people help you craft that story and that persona. And then you got to go play throughout the theme park and tell a story. So this is just so ideal for me. Like this is stuff that I absolutely love. Like if there was more stuff like this in the world, I would be uh, probably much, I don't know. I'd be so entertained by that. I would just do this all the time. I would be a season ticket holder for sure right here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> There's so much room for storytelling within Tokusatsu, man. It's it's crazy. It's so fun. And the fact that it's like live is really interesting with the live like version of like theme parks where like, oh, like you earn your powers. Like maybe like you just like you always have like your kaiju friend or like your mech friend and like they could change. Like you have to earn and like you will get like through like fulfilling these tasks, like your actual like hero form, which is like really cool to me. Yes, that's so very cool. And uh, you could do it like even just like kind of a brief experience or something, maybe when you go to the villain's lair, you can see some designs of like, maybe they have a plan to turn you evil, you know, like mind control you. And they have this cool variant of your costume that has like darker colors and like uh, texture packs and different customization details that you don't have access to in the, you know, hero side of customizing your costume. So you get to see these evil designs of what you could look like. And so maybe that's another piece of artwork that you can can use for your merchandise. You can get a T-shirt of your character as the bad guy, um, whether or not you actually become a bad guy in the storyline or not. Although that opens up more possibilities for storytelling and who who's fighting who in the storyline. But it would just be so cool on the merchandise to have the dark, evil version of of your character and your mech and your kaiju maybe has a good guy form, too. Mm, It's a lot because there's not really like... um... I guess like Star Wars Land is the closest. Like I don't want to like do that. Like I want like a city with like zones of the city, and I want there to be like just like a lot of like cool places for you to like. Oh, like you can always get like the green man more forever. Like you can make yourself like a like cool purple hero like that. What you always wanted to be in like a way like you can't quite control like one to one. Like it's like a little like more random as like you like fulfill stuff. But I really um. That's so cool. And um, <laughs> you, you could even like stay in character at the end of the day and be like, oh, no, like Kaiju attack coming. Like, please evacuate. Please evacuate and have people in like their fake like disaster relief, like vests, like trying to get people to leave the park that day, too. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> That's cool. I like it. Um, Wow. That's really cool. We could, I mean, this might be a little cheesy or a little bit uh, kind of like the special moral of the story at the end or something, but it'd be cool at at closing time. It's like, you know, a voice comes over the speakers of like, Rangers, we need you to disperse out into the world. You know, the world needs your help. The kaiju have escaped Uh, Tokyo, you know, uh, Tokusatsu town. Wait, is there, can we combine Tokusatsu and Tokyo somehow? Tokyo Satsu. (laughs) Um, We need you to. That's pretty good. I like that. It's like, you know, our, the, the, uh, this gigantic robot we have can protect this area. Now you are needed in your hometown, like, you know, disperse into the world. You could have a cool, like 
final episode of the arc, like to be continued type thing where you are leaving and going out and getting in your car and <laughs> driving back home. I think that'd be so fun, man. Yeah, like, I would like love to see the kid that was like, oh, look, I did all these things. And then like because of, of like the of like the things I did, like I got like my own like cool like hero suit form. I was able to like get like a, a um like to get like a like sticker printed of it. And it's great. Like that's like that's what really you want cool. Yeah. And, and maybe to kind of balance the uh, consumerism, capitalism stuff of like you're going to be getting all these emails and and links to all these cool merch things you can order. It'd be cool if we also sent out like volunteer opportunities, like maybe throughout the storylines, there's areas where you are helping people with, you know, there's like a food bank that like the bad guys are taking over or like there's uh, various like pe- humans volunteering that get attacked by the bad guys and you go save them. And then like they basically invite you out. They're like, you know, it was so cool that you helped us. We love, you know, your costume is now part of our logo. And like we you're our unofficial mascot because you saved our little volunteer crew. So you get invited to all these like, you know, local uh, volunteer opportunities in the town you live in to like continue being a superhero or whatever. Um, I think that'd be really cool to not just pester people with, hey, buy more stuff of you, but like see how you can be a hero to actual people in real in the real world. I think that'd be so cool. I'd be happy to help coordinate that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that'd be so cool. <laughs> oh, I love it. Kip, we did it, man. Um, is there anything you feel like we really need to touch on that we didn't get to? Um, I'm still a little like worried about like the charade that like you're playing with like pretending to be human, but uh, mm. yeah. Uh, besides that, I guess <laughs> we're good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, I didn't expect my secret to get exposed, and it's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, uh, it's a lost episode. <laughs> yeah, this episode's never gonna see the light of day if I can help it. Oh man. Um. <laughs> When you have your humid skin in the humid air, did you come to this humid park? Feeling the breeze blow on your human hair. I mean, <laughs> yikes. Uh, yeah. Hmm. So, <laughs> if the audience would like to check out your show, where can they find you online? You can find out um, wherever podcasts are sold, available, streamed, um, at Come Ride With Me. There is uh, ComeRideWithMe.com. And Twitter.com at Cobb and Ride with me. Awesome. Cool. And I do appreciate the the pace with which your episodes are coming out. A lot of the other shows I follow are less frequent. And so, you know, there's it's it's nice to have a show that kind of can keep me entertained on a pretty regular basis instead of just having to wait around every three weeks you get a new amusement sparks. Like that sucks. Thank you. Um <laughs> so it's really nice to have a show that's that's regular, that's there for me pretty dependably. It's it's awesome. And I also like that it's not just one show that you're going through. Like you have bonus episodes where you talk about kind of more diverse outside the box type stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, definitely yeah, a fan of keeps it going. Yeah, lots of guests, right? That always keeps things moving for sure. That was a change for us, but once I, once I got used to lots of guests, it became lots of fun because like it helps with like the message too of like let's not just have fans on, like let's like make this like have different like perspectives, and that's one thing that like we really care about is like having people on that can like add to like the conversation cool and and i mean 
it's it's a new show but like it, there's still a lot of passion behind it and a lot of uh momentum that you guys have which is really cool and you've already helped me with my recording setup which is really cool i've been doing this show almost four years and you're you know a newbie but you're quickly catching up on episode count and you're teaching me stuff about technology so it's like man i'm glad shows like you are around thanks for being on yeah thanks for having me this is a great show as well <laughs> thanks man i we have a lot of fun here i think this is one of my personal like fan favorite episodes because i just love tokusatsu I have this this list I've referenced in past episodes of my initial ideas for theme parks we could do, like before the first episode came out, and both Godzilla and Power Rangers were on that list. So we pretty much just knocked both of them out. Although I do still think there's room for us to do like a specific Power Rangers episode or like a specific uh, Toho Monsters episode in the future. This like is the big broad strokes version of Tokusatsu as a genre. But um, if the audience wants to check out Amusement Sparks, we're on social media as Amusement Sparks. Um, reviews on Apple Podcasts always help. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time. And audience, thank you for listening. And uh, till we meet again, have yourself a good one. <laughs> Don't know what that was, but uh, kind of sounded like the end of an episode. <laughs> <laughs>